Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for listening to me. I feel very humbled by it. We are talking about Nehemiah, and yesterday we talked about what breaks your heart. What do you feel compelled to do? And maybe you're that mother that just your heart is broken because of what your child is going through at school. So that's what breaks your heart. Or maybe your heart is broken because you're not in a really loving relationship. So what are you going to do about it? That is the title of today's devotion. What are you going to do about it? And we're talking about the principles that we find in Nehemiah. Nehemiah first prayed And then he waited. And then it happened at just the right moment. Nehemiah was able to speak to the king. The king opened doors and provided the resources that Nehemiah desperately needed. And I'd like to say this too. One of the things that has given me courage is the fact that Nehemiah's countenance was sad. He had a sad face. And I was raised that you always are happy, but sometimes you're sad. And that sad face prompted the king to say, what can I do for you? You know, Nehemiah could have said, well, I prayed and now God will do it. And God could. But he chooses to work through us. It's really when when I say what an honor it is to be a co-laborer with God, the God of the universe. And God says that he resides in us. We are his temple on earth. And with that privilege comes a lot of responsibility. Is your heart broken for something? Do you know what to do? God establishes the plans of doers. Nehemiah did more than complain about a problem. Nehemiah acted. He did more than pray. And with courage, Nehemiah spoke to the king. Not satisfied with someone else would do it, Nehemiah boldly made a request to the king. You know, we all doubt God sometimes. And we doubt ourselves Just because our hearts are broken doesn't mean we're willing to do anything about the problem. We can be sad about what's happening around us and do absolutely nothing. But faith, faith means that we work through it. We work to it. We work toward it. We do something. And we've got to respond to the opportunities that God gives us. Is your heart broken about something? Do you know what to do? Well, consider this. Think about what keeps you from acting on that broken heart and then take it to Jesus and just see how he will open the doors for you. Let's pray. 
Dear Jesus, I hold up to you our brokenness, our broken heart, the burden that you've laid upon us, whether it be in a relationship or whether it be for our children. And may we first always communicate with you about it, pray about it, and then do something about it. Give us the resources. Give us the knowledge. All this I pray in thy holy name. Amen. Ta-da! Arts and crafts. I like to call this defending the wall or defending Nehemiah's wall. And I've used this in many worship times where I wanted to have some type of activity where the kids were moving around. And so... Basically, it works like this. You can have the kids build a wall with paper cups, just one straight wall. And then everyone is Nehemiah and the priests and those on Nehemiah's side surround the wall. And then on the outside, you have the three antagonists, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. And those are the enemies who do several attempts at trying to stop Nehemiah. And you can use softballs, wadded up paper, and they just throw that and everyone else um, is in a circle around this wall. And they bat the paper balls or ping pong balls if you want to make sure that, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's kosher and no one actually gets hurt. You can provide some kind of softball. And those three work at trying to knock that wall down. And then it's a great illustration. Anytime you do one of these activities, I always sit the kids down and go, okay, what's the analogy? And I use the word analogy. It doesn't take long before even the very young kids, and remember I've always worked with multi-age, even the very young kids understand that the analogy means what's the meaning? What was the meaning of this activity? Why would we do it during worship time? And uh, they understand that there's spiritual lessons. All of us need to protect the wall of our hearts. We need to protect each other. We need, it's a spiritual warfare that we are going through. So even though it has deep meaning, you know, still enjoy the learning exercise. Curriculum Corner, number four on our list of how to educate the male brain. So many students have can describe pictures in the textbook, but they can't remember the text. And many of these students will be boys. So any strategy that helps all students link words and pictures will help with memory. It is in the right hemisphere that spatial skills begin, and boys consistently demonstrate good skills in manipulating objects in that space. Arranging words into charts or tables may help them retain the information. So as you think about that, and I think all of our brains are changing, but you could start with the lesson by having your boys look at the pictures in the text and trying to figure out what the information is illustrating, which is kind of a cool way. I always do that. I like them to look at the 
math has a lot of charts and graphs and stuff. What are they trying to tell us with that? And your older boy students may benefit from outlining the chapter in the text for the class. Certainly, the author used an outline to write the material, so challenge the boys to find the outline of the text, and that may help too. Whatever you do, remember, curriculum is the path that you're choosing for your children. Questions parents ask. I got this one question from this parent, and they literally went on for about three paragraphs of the fact that their 11-year-old is mad about anything they're asked to do. They're mad if it's a, even if it's an educational video that they need to watch, they're mad. If they have to do a, some problems, they're mad. If they have to go outside for science, they're mad. And I thought, as I was reading, I thought, where is this leading to? And then in the end, she said the only thing they want to do is play on their, you know, play their video, video games and play on their computer. Well, we have a serious problem in the whole United States, and that is addiction. You see our, phone, our cell phones and our tablets, it creates a brain response as if we had taken a drug. And when our children get so immersed in that, you would have to take every screen thing away from your boy, your 11-year-old boy. You'd have to take everything away and let him not only decompress, but de-screen. Take all of that away for about a week and see if his behavior changes. Because we have created a whole generation of kids that are already addicts and we don't even realize it. So in some respects, maybe we're an addict ourselves. But this is serious because when it impacts with relationships and it impacts with learning, we've got a problem. Well, that's uh, my opinion. You can take my advice for whatever it's worth to you. I just pray for you because it's a challenging situation. I want to remind you that I... Always am happy to give free consultations and free advice. You can call me at our corporate number, 301-824-3162, or you can email me your question at myhomeschoolcompanion at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and today we're going to finish our interview with Bunny Pounds. It's all about rebuilding the nation's wall, but we have our own little individual walls we're rebuilding too, so you'll want to come back. We'll be right back. Hundreds of Somalis moving into Kobe refugee camp one of the three existing camps for Somalis here. A hot, dust-filled wind blows through the camp for much of the time. And for now, all too few of the refugees have the protection of a tent. One of the factors is thought behind the stubbornly high death rates here. 
A delegation representing the U.S. came to see what needs to be done to prevent this refugee emergency turning into a disaster. The main key right now is to focus on the humanitarian side, better uh, health facilities as well. So yes, it is absolutely a top priority. And you are right, the, the death rate that we're seeing here is staggering. To make a donation, go to www.restoreachild.org www.restoreachild.org You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com That's all one word. mrgmediaministries.com Welcome. I'm here with Bunny Pounds. She's a Bible teacher, a political consultant. She's been, um, she's developed this curriculum or worked with developing it. uh, And she's president of an organization called Christians Engaged. And you can learn more at her website, christiansengaged.org. She's also been a homeschooling mom, and uh, I think you come to us so qualified. If I've forgotten anything, you can add to it because, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you have things to to say, but uh, we'll catch, you know, we'll, we'll catch it all in the next 11 minutes or so. We were talking during our last show about Nehemiah, and we were looking at the difference you know, the different aspects. And I want to talk about that, but I do want to remind our listeners about your two wonderful curriculums that are, it's so reasonably priced and it's something that your children, especially as they're getting into high school, could use for their American government requirement or civics requirement. So we'll talk, we're going to try to catch that when we finish Nehemiah. So Nehemiah, you're ta- you were, we were talking about, you know, how he, he, first of all, was willing to go. Yes, he was obedient. And then, of course, he prayed, uh, and the king gave him his blessing to go. But then when he got there, you said something that, you know, is so true. He immobilized people who didn't know him. Yes, he... He you, talk about engaging. He engaged. He did, Rose, and it's an honor to be, be with you again on this show, but... You know, Nehemiah is a perfect example of how we can gather people, mobilize them, put them in a task. And so often right now in America, we're looking at all the crisis points and we just throw up our hands and like, Lord, what do we do? Instead of asking the Lord, God, what is the burden that you're giving me? What should I do as a homeschooling parent, as a a member in a church, and part of a community? Um, What can I do? And so Nehemiah, literally it says, I forgot which chapter it was, but he actually put them on their wall for where their household was. And if you can imagine the people of Jerusalem just, you know, from section to section, it wasn't their responsibility to look at all of the wall it was their responsibility to deal with their section. And it, we can apply that to America right now. If we would take ownership of our community and our school board and our city council, and if we would like think about our neighborhoods and our neighbors that we don't even talk to, and yes. we don't pray for, um, if we would do that, um, we could actually see breakthrough 
And God can handle the big picture. He's so good about that. Yeah, it's so easy to say, oh, the world's gone mad. Uh, But, you know, what am I to do about it? But Nehemiah was there doing something about it. So not only did he garner the support of his king, of the world uh, leader at the time, uh, he got the letters and he got money and got timbers and everything from all outside sources. He came in there and then look at how he handled the criticism. And I, I wanted you to talk about that. Have you, have you experienced any criticism? Because anytime you go to do something uh, of this magnitude, it seems like you get shot down. Well, it's interesting that you say that. Yes, I ran for Congress, um, spent a million dollars on a race, uh, lost a Republican runoff in 2018 by just a couple thousand votes out of 43,000 votes. But, you know, I I, I jokingly say you haven't lived till you've had a million dollars spent against you. It's a whole nother (laughs) level. So I don't understand what the Coptic Christians feel like, but I have a little bit of understanding of what suffering and persecution looks like, at least in modern America. And I'll say this, um, we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. And, and I think we have to dig deeper wells in the word of God in worship and prayer right now to prepare for what's ahead. We heard a message by Franklin Graham last night, pretty much saying the storm's coming. And I think all of us, it's a really a call to go deeper in God and to say, God, how can I be the leaders that lead Christians and disciple them to be deeper than just a shallow Christianity. And so I think Nehemiah modeled that. He, he like you said, Samballat and Tobiah and all these guys are yelling at him, come down the wall, stop. You know, even he, a fox could break this little wall down. Yeah, they're, <laughs> you know, they're like doing everything they can to get a, his eyes off the task at hand. And he just taught the people how to keep at the job and protect themselves at the same time. He used wisdom. Um, but he didn't stop and he, and he just turned off the naysayers. And I think there's so much of that we need to do right now. We need to just focus in on what God is saying for ourselves and our family, our churches, our communities, and just be obedient to the call of God on our life. And that's what we try to teach through this curriculum with Nehemiah. This curriculum that you have, On-Ramp to Civic Engagement and M depth online course for Christians. And then the other one is an in-depth, biblically-based online course for local government, Salt and Light, and how you can impact your local community. You know, I look at these, the analogy I get from this is these are the weapons, just like Nehemiah put a weapon in each hand. That's good, Rose. I'm going to use that next time. (laughs) Great. Oh, well, thank you. And so these are the weapons that we have to navigate and build the wall. Yes. You know, you wouldn't go start a business without getting a manual on how to start a business. You know, but so often we we look at what's happening in our world and we just sit back and we don't want to do anything because we don't feel like we, we know enough. We just wring our hands. We wring our know? hands. And so what we're, we're called to do at Christians Engaged is to help people. First of all, how do we pray for our elected officials, our nation, our cities? How do we vote in every election? So many people don't, they're afraid to vote regularly because they don't want to make a mistake. Well, I'm sorry, Jesus is not on the ballot. You've got to pick between imperfect candidates. And so we try to disciple people and help people through that. 
so that they know next time how to vote in a local election, how to vote in a primary, how to vote in a general election. Um, but then engagement, giving them practical application of the processes. Because if sometimes you just have to take the scuff the penny a little bit, you know, and, and for people to yes. realize they mm -hmm. can go spend it. Um, so if we kind of make it where people understand a little bit what a city council member does, what a member of Congress does, uh, how legislation bill becomes a law, it kind of scuffs it up enough to go, you know what, maybe I can do something about that. Maybe I can be involved. And that's what we're trying to do. Well, I, I have to ask. So I'm, I've talked already about, you know, a homeschooling family purchasing it. But what if a church wanted to do a little seminar or, you know, a 12-week Well, we have thing. two programs. We do have group licenses for a church to purchase of all of our curriculum packages, but we also have a full strategic ministry partnership agreement where we're getting churches and national ministries to partner with us. They, we help them with voter registration twice a year. They get to use our get out the vote system so they get their members to take the pledge to pray, vote, and engage, and they know who those members are, and we push them out to every election. And then if they do that, a couple times a year, they get all of our curriculum for free to use within their church culture. Now, do they, um, do, is there any threat to their like 501c3 status or nonprofit no, status? No, because we're not Democrat or Republican. We're just Christian. And so we're just teaching civics and we're teaching people how to engage. We're not teaching them exactly where, okay. where they want to do that. We're not going to ever endorse a candidate or a political party. Um, but even in that case, I mean, Christian churches um, are not in jeopardy at all. We were actually um, the ministry that was denied our tax exempt status in 2021. The IRS sent me a letter saying Bible teachings are typically affiliated with the Republican Party and candidates oh, and wow. denied our status, um, which I was like, I think the Bible is a kingdom document, not a partisan document. But we won that with our friends at First Liberty Institute and Kelly Shackelford um, reversed that decision. And really protected churches in, in, in America general. in general. Because yeah. what church doesn't teach Bible? Exactly. So if you're teaching on the sanctity of life, you're now associated with the Republican Party. No, that's silly. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm glad you won that. Yeah. And here again, you know, is an example of the power of what you have here, the uh, on-ramp to civic engagement and the salt and light. You know, where, what, other, what other better tool to use than this? Well, we're really excited. We're about to release uh, a class on biblical justice. Uh, ben Quine, his parents are David and Shirley Quine, have been in homeschool yes. curriculum for years. Ben is my curriculum director and his incredible Bible studies on biblical justice, biblical economics, and biblical worldview will be out this year. And so we want to, again, you can purchase these six or eight hour pieces, all bucks a piece, keep them forever, um, use them within your family. And uh, we just want to resource Christian yes. families right now to really understand how to change their world. Well, thank you, Bunny, so much. I've been talking to Bunny Pounds, and she is the president and founder of ChristiansEngaged.org. And we've been talking about Nehemiah and comparing it to these curriculum products that they have developed. And so if you want to learn more, please go to her website. You know, thank you so much. And I really appreciate the time that we've spent together. What a great way to end the show. Thank you so much for being with us. I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless. God bless.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.